You're listening to the Nutmeg Arena by the Nutmeg Assist. Hello once again and welcome to another episode of the Nutmeg Arena podcast brought to you by the Nutmeg Assist. We are back after a very long break and today we're going to be discussing about the VAR especially in England the controversy it has caused in recent weeks and for this episode I have Shankar as the guest on this podcast so Shankar could you say hi to our listeners hello guys sorry that we uh, uh we had that break in between but yeah <laughs> glad that we're back on the show yeah it's been quite a long pause and you know we've had all our uh, various reasons for that short pause but we'll be back with more content now and yeah this is just the beginning now so yeah so let's get straight away into the stuff so var uh, it's it's always been a controversy since it was introduced and we saw some really good use of it in the world cup uh last year and no probably that was the reason why the fa the english fa decided to go on to use the var from the start of this season uh however i guess it hasn't gone according to plan it's it, I, i mean it's not just a guess we all know we've all seen how shambolic it's being it's being used in england and probably this past week's incident in the in the Liverpool game where the Firmino goal was ruled out as well it's it's definitely the icing on the cake as well so shankar what is your opinion on var in general not 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 just in england right now so when when you heard of var for the first time what was your thoughts and you know has anything changed now from your initial opinion or um well but I think but this started this actually came out um I think towards the end of 2017 season uh, was it, yeah 16 17 season when they started announcing that they are going to trial something called as a video assistant referee that would have the referee uh, on the pitch um so I was under the assumption that it would be something similar to what um what is there in rugby and also in you know the the review system in cricket so i thought but yeah. something similar where it would be used to minimize the errors on the pitch but it wouldn't be you know uh used as frequently as it is being used nowadays because nowadays what you see is um it's being used for each and everything that stops the flow of the game so yeah my initial thought was that it would be for those clear and obvious situations that like the goal line technology so i was looking forward to it but yeah <laughs> after after seeing it um yeah i'm still looking forward to it improving but yeah maybe uh, a lot of improvement is required i should say yeah and uh, to to be honest it's actually being uh, used pretty well in germany uh it's really symbolic in spain as well as it is in england but uh, i mean the german the bundesliga 
it's been in the Bundesliga it's being uh, used pretty well and you know there are some really good use of VAR in Germany so possibly that is a positive sign for VAR however uh, it also depends on a particular referee's competence or competency in general because see if you see in England most of the refs referees these these are pretty much incompetent since uh, Klattenberg left for Saudi I don't think there's been a pretty you know you, you, I don't think you can pick a really good ref from the Premier League probably Michael Oliver who comes into my mind uh, in terms of a good referee but you see the likes of Martin Atkinson, John Moss, Mike Dean these guys have really been average especially Martin Atkinson who's been in center of controversy this season and he's been pretty poor for you know for a pretty much a long period of time as well now so personally i think it's also got to do with the lack of competency that the english referees possess and perhaps that's why the var is also not 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 no not being used properly and yeah that, that that's my opinion so yeah what's your say on this and also spain to be honest uh, the refereeing is in very ideal there too but that's uh, that's where both these countries need to improve and especially in england's case you can see that uh, english referees are not normally preferred in the i mean in the knockout stages of european competition and even for the last world cup there was not even a single referee chosen so you know that speaks volumes about the refereeing standard in england probably that should be the first thing uh, that can be improved probably then we we might see a better implementation of var in england as as for spain i think there's a lot of problems there refereeing is one thing but uh, the use of var has also not been very good probably last season we saw multiple times with barcelona and other teams as well and uh, this season i think uh, with real madrid uh, they have got i guess a couple of penalties uh, i mean not even checked by the var so yeah that that also actually is related to the referee's competency so yeah for me refereeing com- uh, referee standards uh, or the competency of a referee is probably a reason why var hasn't been a really good success in england or spain what's what's your view on this younger yeah referee competency definitely comes into play because um like you said um last year in the world cup not a single referee from england was um uh, chosen so that tells volumes as to the standards set in england in terms of refereeing um but if you ask me that shouldn't be the case because in the league in England the Premier League especially is considered to be one of the best leagues in the world I mean one of the best as in um overall in in sport general because the amount of revenue generates and stuff like that but if you look at football it's definitely the biggest league in the world um so yes if the referees are incompetent or you can say um less competent than the other referees um from other leagues around the world then uh, yes they have to, they 
Football Association, the FA should be, not just the FA, maybe UEFA and FIFA, everybody should be looking into uh, the refereeing team and should be uh, making a decision as to is there something that they can do with the current referees or maybe promote other referees from, you know, the championships or, you know, there should be a referee pathway, obviously, and bring forward new referees, maybe young referees. Yeah, that, that's actually a very valid point. Uh, to be honest, in England, if you look at the ages of the referees, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you even look at the names that I mentioned earlier, Martin, Atkins, Martin Atkinson, Mike Dean, uh, John Moss, these guys are pretty old and uh, with with players, with managers, with other staff, we usually see uh, in the youth getting promoted and stuff like that. So I guess the same thing should be followed in case of referees as well. As you grow older, there's a you know chance of making more errors. I mean, uh, yes, it's, it's a actually a, yeah. There's yeah, a lot of things in there because um, as you grow older, it's the, see the referees. These referees that you just named, they are probably in the late 40s or maybe early 50s, something like that. So it, it'll be difficult, and they you have to see that these play, these referees are actually keep trying to keep up uh, with the pace of the game, which is played by you know mid 20s, where the average age is like in the mid 20s. So it's very difficult, and these are professional athletes. And, and to keep up with the professional athletes, it's not an easy task for the referees. So that's another thing that I wanted to bring up when I said bringing younger referees who can maybe stay up to the speed of the league. You know, that could reduce the number of errors on the pitch and then eventually that would lead to less number of times the VAR has to be used. Yeah, that's a pretty fair point. So... Now, probably uh, another thing uh, with VAR is that it probably affects the players as well. Uh, the rhythm of the game, the flow, that's, I mean, that's been discussed countless uh, number of times uh, since the introduction of VAR in football. But probably one more thing is that uh, it probably influences the players uh, in a certain way. So, for example, if you see... Um, there's a high tendency of uh, players going down these days, even with minimal contacts, because uh, this this is also in uh, you know because of the lack of uh, you know uh, the, the the lack of good refereeing as well. Because these days you often see players go down very easily. You've seen that with uh, you know players from multiple teams. So in the Premier League, we had an incident recently in the. Brighton Everton game, if I'm not wrong, where uh, was it Connolly uh, who went down yeah. without any contact? And I, I, I don't think I think VAR was used there, isn't it? And VAR issued as a penalty, yeah. so yeah. which was absolutely ridiculous because it, it, it's it's in no way as a penalty at all. And also for probably for Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, uh, you could say, yeah, Sadio Mane's uh, one was pro- probably uh, arguable, but as for if you see Mo Salah these days, so last season there was plenty of talk of Mo Salah being uh, being accused of diving. But if you if you followed him this season, you would see players you know uh, targeting him, being a little bit more physical on him. But 
yeah it it it's things like that where you say okay if i don't go down now the chances of me getting a foul or a penalty is very less because of the poor referee standards if i go down this chance that this could go down to the var room and probably a second look and maybe a penalty so it actually uh, you know ch- i mean changes a player's mentality and i think uh, the constant uh, i mean a constant uh, i mean thought of going down uh, on the ground this is because of the var uh, what's your take on this i I'm, i'm asking you especially because you're not a fan of diving <laughs> as we no, had no. countless yeah countless chats in uh, our whatsapp group so <laughs> what's your take on this yeah I, i'm not at all a fan of diving even if it's uh, done by you could say not just the team that i support even with the teams that i coach or you know i i do coach teams as well so i'm always against diving so and i play as well so being a player and a coach and i've also refereed so all these things comes into perspective when i look at var and the decisions that's given against the player so i know how it feels or how much it takes for a player to go down you know it's not because the rule says there should be enough contact so enough contact doesn't mean doesn't necessarily mean that you just touch the player and he, he or she goes down that's the first thing so nowadays like you said players are trying to take that risk because the worst thing that can happen is them getting a caution a yellow card uh, for a dive or simulation you could say but um the other point is if they if players don't go down just because of VAR there is that thing involved in there which says that um, uh, which the players would feel like if i am not going down i'm not given a penalty so that again comes back so all these things actually comes back to the referee's decision so before i get into explaining a bit more of VAR i just wanted like clear certain things out which our listeners might um uh, which might be of interest to our listeners so about this VAR thing there's four things that the reason why VAR was introduced is like there are four things or four incidents which uh, can be referred to a VAR um VAR so one is the goals so if it's a clear goal scoring opportunity or if a goal is scored with some uh incidents happening in and around the box then the referee can either go to a uh, referee can ask the VAR to give their view on it or the VAR, the incident can be reviewed by the VAR the second incident is a penalty incident obviously it that's one thing which i am always in for penalties if it's a penalty or not referee might miss something when if it's a set piece happening in there referee might miss something and if it's a clear penalty obviously it should be given um, because it obviously leads to a clear goal scoring opportunity third thing is a direct red card so reckless challenges fourth is a mistaken identity where the referee actually did spot an incident but may probably 
would have allowed the game to move on, played advantage, and then uh, once the play stops or the ball goes out of play, he um, forgets which player has done it, and then he can pro- he can go and uh, refer to the VAR. So now, after this, uh, so these are the four events. So it's either the referee can refer the VAR or the VAR can um, interfere and tell the referee that these four these incidents. Uh, have to be reviewed. So that those are the four things. Now, the, before these things are, uh, before a decision is made, there it's a three-step process. The VAR. So first is obviously the incident occurs. So the incident is these four, one of these four. The second one is the video footage is reviewed by the VAR who then advises the referee via, you know, the headset and their communication device as to what they saw on the video. And the final step is the decision or the action is taken. So this is where the things get interesting. It's either the the referee decides to review the video footage um, on the screen, which is placed on the side of each pitch, or the referee decides to accept the information that the VAR provides based on what they saw. So I think the major flaw in VAR in England and maybe in Spain as well is this third step where I don't see referees using the screen enough, the screen that is there on the side of the pitch enough. Because, like I said, I've, I've been a referee myself. I've done a lot of, a few um, a few hundred games, maybe 300, 400 games myself. So being a referee, I know that there are a few decisions which which are considered as 50-50 decisions. So maybe two teams are playing, maybe on one day, I might give the decision against one team. If the same teams are playing, and if it's on another day, probably, and similar stuff, same thing happens, I might give the decision to the other team. So that's always there within referees. So that uh, that these are these things are called as the referees' uh, discretion, and it the main reason why VAR was brought into the uh, sport was to reduce these discrepancies of the referee. So with these 50-50 decisions, you can't really say that okay, it was the referee's fault, yeah, because it's it can go either way. Like I said, on one day it could go for one team, on the other day it could go for the other team. But now with penalty decisions or goals or direct red cards or mistaken identity, when you look at it just by the title, it says that, okay, these are clear and obvious things, right? It should be a goal or not goal. It should be a penalty or not a penalty. It should be a red card or not a red card. Or if it's a mistaken identity, obviously, if it's if the card's given to a different person, obviously you don't want that person to be cautioned unless he or she was involved in the incident. So what my biggest issue is, if these things do happen near in and around the box, and when we are is referred to, I want the referees to maybe because the referee has already made a decision, right? And the VAR is either interfering or the referee is unsure and then he's actually going back to take a review. So 
I want the referees to, after, especially since the referee has made a decision, I want the referee to actually hear what the VAR has to say and then make a decision after watching the footage on the side screen that's available at every, pretty much every game these days. So that's where I think it could be improved. Because things like, um, say, a penalty decision, probably the referee would have not given a penalty. I can refer this, um, which one, which incident was that? Yeah, the incident yesterday, in yesterday's game, Tottenham versus Everton. So there was this clear handball by Dele Alli. So I think Eric Mina and uh, Dele Alli were going for the same ball and then the ball hit Dele Alli's hand. Obviously, it was not in the natural position. It was above his head. So, based on the new rule, um, which says that um, if the ball does hit the hand, even if it's not deliberate and if it's inside the box, there should be a penalty given. Um, and same same way, if it goes, if, if if the player scores or if the team scores, and if there was a handball incident, the goal will be disallowed. So yesterday, uh, in usual cases, the penalty would be given because his hand is above his head, which is obviously not a natural position. But yesterday the penalty wasn't given uh, and VAR took about three minutes to refer this decision, uh, I mean, review this decision. Yeah, that's, that's actually one of the, I mean, probably one of the worst things that came up with VAR that it's taking, a, it's taking too much time to review a particular decision, even if it's a simple one, we've seen it take around one and a half, two minutes to review, and that completely disrupts the flow of the game. And probably uh, these wrong decisions as well. I think it, it's it was Jurgen Klopp who said that it's 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 not funny that uh, this we we are getting. I mean, we are giving up wrong decisions. It's it's not really funny because managers lose their job based on the result. So it, it, it's it's never a funny thing and it should be serious. It should be taken seriously. And yeah, that's that's one important thing as well that I wanted to mention in between. Another example that I can give of VR controversy is um, when Manchester United played Liverpool. And the first yeah. goal that Rashford scored, I think there was a foul in um, uh, United's half, United's own half. And... Um, they went on to score from after that foul. But the reason the VAR, it was the incident was referred to by VAR, but the reason why uh, the goal was not overturned is because it says, um, because the rule is if there is a clear and obvious foul, which is one, and a clear and obvious goal, goal scoring opportunity. So since it happened, since the incident happened in um, United's own half, it's never a clear goal-scoring opportunity. It's like a straight red. If you're a last man and then you bring down the striker or the attacker in your own half, then you you are going to get a red card. It's the same as the same thing. So, but if you do, if you're the last man and you're in the attacking half and you make a tackle, last man tackle, it's never a red card because it's still not. You've got a long way to go. In the other half, it, I don't. It sometimes doesn't make sense, but that's how it is. If it's in 
your own house it's not usually given a straight red so the reason no, for that hmm? yeah and, fun- and funnily yeah and funnily enough the thing is see uh, they're all referees behind that so probably if a referee makes a decision and sometimes which i I've, i've noticed from the use of var this is in the premier league is that sometimes the var tends to go with the referee's choice despite that there being a clear and obvious error by the referee probably because you know they don't want to expose the referees but actually var was brought to you know help the referees instead it's currently exposing the standards of refereeing in in in, in all countries so yeah that's something that i want to get over see till last couple of years till about 2017 we never had var the fun of the game and the energy and the passion of a goal scored or a brilliant defending act is all lost just because the VAR has to stop the game for each and everything. So in my personal opinion, what I feel is um, one, the referee, if the referee has already made a call or if, say it could be anything, say the referee called a foul or maybe referee allowed the play to go on And so that's a decision. If even if the referee is allowed the play to go on, that's already a decision made, right? So unless it's like a clear and obvious foul, which is leading to a clear and obvious goal-scoring opportunity, so clear and obvious. Again, people might say that okay, the uh, the one in the United versus Man United versus Liverpool game was clear and obvious. Like I said, I explained it. It's not a. You could say it's a clear and obvious. if it would have happened in liverpool's half and then it, the goal was scored but there was a lot to happen after even after the foul was made so probably the referee and and the foul probably the referee at the time in real time probably saw it as a 50-50 and then on another day it would have maybe gone in favor of liverpool um on that occasion the referee allowed play to go on and then united scores but my issue is two things one one um, if the referee has made a decision be it a foul or um be it a, a be it allowing the play to go on uh, once the referee has made a decision and if the ar wants to unless if it is a clear goal scoring opportunity and a clear and obvious foul um i don't think the ar should be interrupting the play So that's one and secondly if we are just in interrupt the play i want the referees to go and have a look i want the referees to listen to what we are advises and then i want them to go and have a look on the screen which is placed on the sides before a final judgment is made i think that would improve a lot of things because yeah yeah because being a referee is the toughest thing it's very difficult in real time we we as fans and as um, people watching the game it's it's totally different in our viewpoint because as fans we are looking for fouls and things which would favor our team or the team that we support most majority of the time secondly as um, fans we get to see the replays on the big screens or maybe later on but in real time it's very difficult and Trust me, I've been referee, like I said, I've done a few hundred games. And um, on the pitch, it's totally different. You can't really uh, judge if it's a foul or not uh, in real time. If you've made a 
call, you may make the call, that's it. You can't just uh, go back and uh, change the decision as and when you want. So unless it's like a clear and obvious um, foul, which could potentially lead to a clear and obvious call for an opportunity, uh, I don't think we uh, should be involved. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up, actually. So, yeah, you actually explained it pretty well. So, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much which, uh, you know, that pretty much sums up the podcast as well. So, this is a short podcast, and we, I guess we pretty much summed up everything that's wrong with PAR at the moment and where it can actually be improved. We've also touched up on the refereeing part and the players part so yeah and you being a youth coach now and you know also with the experience of refereeing multiple games uh, yes you you also given your point of view as well so yeah it's it's been a fun podcast this one and pretty much informative as well so yeah thank you for your time shankar and to all our listeners as well thank you for tuning into this podcast we'll be up and running now with more content towards your way and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and also follow us on our website, which is thenutmegassist.com. And you can also follow us on YouTube. We're there with the name, The Nutmeg TV, where we have some exciting and interesting videos, interviews, and other stuff as well. So keep following us, guys. And once again, I'd like to thank Shankar for now joining this part. So... Yeah, it was a fun time discussing on, you know, one of the most hottest topics in football at the moment. Yeah, yeah always, always a pleasure to be part of the show and then um, give my views. Hopefully, yeah. people, people do understand what the usage and why it's being brought. It's a good thing actually, but it's just that a lot of improvements has to be made on it. Yeah, it will take time, but they need to make changes like. Absolutely, yeah. Even from now, because, um, yeah. like I said, uh, being ref- being the referee is one of the toughest jobs on the pitch. So, yeah, it should, like you said, and like you had mentioned, uh, it's this is something um, people should see as um, a blessing in disguise because it's, it's it, okay, although it's exposing the referees, I want, it's actually um, helping the referees out as well. So... Um, hopefully in the coming seasons, if not this season, of the, um, we could maybe see it being used better. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the least that we can hope for, at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I know you uh, did the conclusion part of the podcast, but I just want to mention one thing. Probably if we use this VAR like how, you know, how it's done in cricket, so just to reduce the number of incidents, you know, unless so I've mentioned the two things uh, of how I want the VAR or how I would like to see the VAR being used um, already in the podcast. So other than those two, maybe if the players or, you know, players feel that the referee was wrong and that could have led to a potential goal scoring opportunity or a potential foul or something like that which is clear and obvious, uh, maybe give them a review, maybe, the, you know, you know, you never know. I mean, so that the, it's not like unlimited reviews, maybe one review in one half or something like that, maybe.
Yep, fair. Yeah, that's uh, that. That's also a pretty you know good take. I've seen plenty of articles being you know, being written, uh, the comparing the football, the VAR with uh, another cricket reviews, where you know each team probably have has like you know, probably two or three opportunities where they can invoke the VAR. You no, know? instead of you know, the referees invoking it, probably the teams could invoke it probably twice or thrice a game, which would yeah. you know, kind of seem fair as well. No, two or three would be too much because that would be like stopping the game for, you say, three times a game. If both the teams does it, that's like six minutes gone. No, three times, three to six, 12 minutes gone in a game. Yeah, probably probably once, one once yeah, yeah, one each. Yeah, one in each half would be fair enough, yes, yes. Yeah. That's like yeah. one in each half for either team. So that's like four reviews available totally. Yeah, so yeah, that's so that brings us to the end of the podcast. And yeah, I've already done the conclusion part. Yeah. So once again, I'd like to thank my listeners, you know, all our listeners to you know for tuning into this podcast. I hope uh, you enjoyed it, and probably you can share your views on VAR as well on in the comments section uh, or social media. You know. And probably from the next episode, you can probably shoot us questions on whatever football topics that uh, you want us to discuss and with the hashtag the nutmeg assist and we'll probably be taking one of your topics as well so yeah thank you again once once again for listening to this show hope you all you know have a great 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 time see you guys goodbye